The Joker by Scott Leopold, Chapter 9, Journal Entry. As a child, I grew to hold little trust in adults, and not much with kids either. I found the most loyal and honest friends to be animals, so I brought home a lot of stray pets. Tom was my first cat. He was a black and white billy cat that had mostly white fur dotted with irregular black spots. There was even one on his neck that resembled a bow tie. And when you combine that one with the big spot on his back, he looked like he was wearing a tuxedo. The night I found Tom, I snuck him into my room so he could sleep with me. When my mom found out, she immediately tossed him out the back door. I could relate to his lonely howling as my mother shut the door. He craved affection and so did I. He loved to sit on my lap purring as I tickled the black spot on his tiny head. Hearing him purr, I felt a ray of heat fill my chest. We spent hours sitting on the side of the railroad embankment looking up at the stars. I was a loner and Tom was my only friend. My mom said she had no problem with me adopting a cat if I didn't bring him into the house, which I complied with for a while. I fed Tom Starkist tuna from a small can and poured him a bowl of milk every morning. The more I fed him, the more he came around. I loved seeing his eager little face in the morning when he walked into our yard. I knew he was looking for me and that made me feel special. I guess it was bond between two loners. He needed me and I needed him. I liked all the neighbors except for Molly Baker. Molly was the same age as my mother and carried a book bound in worn leather. She would read from it out loud to herself as she walked through the neighborhood at night. Molly had frizzy black hair the color of charcoal with a large irregular mole on her nose. Draped in black clothes, she resembled the Wicked Witch of the West. Being 11 years old, I truly believed she was casting spells as she walked throughout the neighborhood. Molly was not fond of me either. She would watch everything from her apartment window, where I suspect she kept a diary, recording everyone's actions. How else would she know all of our business so well? The rumor was Molly was a widow and she could never have children. I imagine that's why she was so bitter. One day, Tom didn't show up for his usual meal of tuna and milk. I waited and waited, getting more and more worried the longer he was gone. Something felt wrong. Desperate to find my friend, I took off looking for him. I couldn't help but think about Jim. I searched all over town, checking everywhere we had been. I couldn't find him anywhere. I couldn't stand to lose another friend. After a week of searching, I began to wonder if Tom got hit by a car. Maybe a dog attacked him and he was lying some, some alley suffering. These thoughts kept me awake at night. I couldn't concentrate in school and I didn't feel hungry at all. I kept looking with more intensity, but still no Tom. Then on my way home from school one day, I heard a scratching noise coming from the window of Molly's apartment. My heart filled with excitement when I saw my long lost friend. Tom was just excited to see me too. He scratched at the window like he was trying to open it. 
I checked to see if it was unlocked. And to my surprise, it was. I opened it, let my friend out. Disregarding my mother's wishes, I snuck Tom into my room. When I got home, I held him tight all night. I could tell he was glad I found him. The next morning, I woke to my mother standing over my bed. Why is this cat in your room? She yelled. Because it's mine. You told me I could have him. I told you it was a neighborhood cat, that you could play with it as long as it stayed outside. But Tom is mine. He wants to be with me, I pleaded. Explain that to the two police officers downstairs who want to question you about breaking and entering charge. I looked up at her, breaking and entering. I opened the window to let Tom get away from Molly. She stole him from me and had him prisoner, I replied. Well, get your ass downstairs and explain this to the police. I cautiously walked down the steps, feeling the weight of what I had done growing with each step. My fear and regret made my knees shake so bad I had to grip the handrail on my way down. The officer's demeanor was pleasant when I walked into the kitchen. Are you Jack? asked the tall officer. Yes, sir, I answered. We received a call from Miss Baker about her cat being stolen. Do you know anything about this? I looked at the officer in a respectful tone. I said, It's not her cat. She stole Tom from me. She stole the cat from you, the tall officer questioned with a puzzling look on his face. My mom tried to stay out of the conversation, but his stocky partner asked, Is this true, ma'am? My mom probably thought it was no big deal. It was a matter of a little boy and a stray cat. How much trouble could I get into? Well, it's a stray cat. It doesn't belong to anyone. Jack has been taking care of it, and he thinks of it as his cat, my mother replied. Oh, I see, the tall officer responded. Well, here's the thing. We will talk to Miss Baker to see if she'll let it go. But technically, it's breaking and entering. If she'll drop the charges, then we could chalk this up to a big misunderstanding and move on. My mother gave me a sad look and then shook her head as the officers left to speak with Molly. What have you gotten yourself into now? She said. I didn't know. I had no idea what could happen. By this time, Grandpa Bob had woken. It didn't take long for the officers to return. Their demeanor had changed as they strode through the back door. Why are the police here? Grandpa Bob asked in a scratchy voice, the kind you get from drinking and smoking all night. They're here because Jack is being accused of breaking into Molly's apartment and stealing her cat, my mother explained. The tall officer had dark sunglasses perched atop his head. You're Sam's ex-wife, aren't you? he asked. Then he looked at his partner, pressing his bottom teeth against his upper lip. That was a long time ago, my mother replied. Well... I'm sorry to inform you that Miss Baker would like to press charges. Breaking and entering is a very serious crime. 
Breaking and entering, my grandfather slurred, interrupting the officers. Then he looked at me. Jack, when did you start breaking into places? You aren't that kind of kid. Grandpa, I didn't. I just opened the window to let Tom out. He waved his hands in the air as he shuffled across the kitchen, finally finding the table and chairs on the other side. Plopping himself down in one of the chairs, he shook his head. I can't believe it. Why would you do that? The stocky officer interrupted. Miss Baker had a few other things, too. He sipped on his coffee, his stubby little fingers barely gripping the styrofoam cup. She said Jack runs wild throughout the neighborhood, doing whatever he wants, that he is not being properly supervised. She said Grandpa's the neighborhood drunk and you're the neighborhood whore. After reviewing both of your criminal records and what I've observed today, I'd be inclined to believe her. Then I heard the words I was dreading. Ma'am, Child Protective Services is on their way. They should be here any minute. When the Child Protective Offices service officer arrived, she consulted with the police officer, then interviewed Miss Baker as well as some other neighbors. I was told to start packing a bag. Grandpa just dropped his head while he sat at the kitchen table, staring at an empty cup of coffee. My mother didn't even protest. The Child Protective Services officer tried to tell her how she could go about getting me back, but I could tell my mother had stopped listening way before the officer finished talking. Everyone from the neighborhood watched as the officers put me in the van. From the corner of my eye, I could see Molly standing there, the satisfied look on her face. I glared at her and ground my teeth. She held Tom in her arms. You fucking bitch. I screamed inside my head. I will make you pay for this. I will fucking destroy you. As we drove away, Molly and Tom's figures became smaller and smaller like toy soldiers until they eventually disappeared from my sight. I lowered my head and daydreamed about the evil things I was going to do to Molly as soon as I got back. <laughs>